You're listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of NCBA's Beltway Beef Podcast. And today we've got a very special guest with us. Kevin Kester, a rancher from the central coast of California, is here visiting Washington, D.C. Kevin, tell us a little bit about yourself and your operation. Well, I'm a fifth-generation California rancher from uh, southern Monterey County, where I commercial cow-calf operation, stock operation. We have a couple of wine grape vineyards, and so uh, I have the seventh generation on the ranch with my grandkids now. So, Kevin, how are things looking back home in California? Things are looking very well, actually, as far as uh, grass production and the way the ranch looks right now. With a wet winter California had last year for the first time in the last 10 years, uh, the ranch looks good. So, Kevin, you're in Washington this week. Tell us a little bit more about what you've been up to. Well, we've been uh, going up on Capitol Hill, uh, talking, going on in potential outcomes of whether the farm bill is going to get passed this year or next year and just the other political interests that we have for amendments to the farm bill and uh, to see what uh, is going on in all our congressional offices. So speaking of the farm bill, what are some of the key policies that you would like to see in the next farm bill? Well, number one, to get a farm bill passed, but uh, the conservation title with EQIP and CSP conservation uh, programs, it's important to keep the funding up and availability for ranchers. Uh, it's very important. So another uh, farm bill topic is always the beef checkoff. And we've seen a lot of attacks on the checkoff coming from legislation like the OFF Act. Tell me a little bit more about why you as a producer support the checkoff. Well, because it works and it produces a good return for the investment of each dollar spent. And so that $12 to one roughly uh, return on the $1 investment is huge. It's increased demand. It's increased our exports. And so we've got to make sure that if anything, we increase the checkoff amount if we ever were able to do it, not get rid of it. So, Kevin, I know you're a past president of NCBA. Tell me a little bit about how you got involved in leadership and uh, rose to the ranks at NCBA. It started when I was uh, early ranching and uh, back in the early 90, 1990s, I, I took over our family ranching operation when my grandfather passed away and local uh, people back home said you ought to come to the county cattlemen's meetings every month and, and get engaged. And so I did. And uh, as time went on, uh, pretty soon you're asked to be on committees and then go to the state cattlemen's meetings. And then you start going to the state cattlemen's meetings and then you get engaged and end up at the national meetings. And so it was a progression from the early 90s till uh, 2018 when I was NCBA president. So what's your message to folks who are thinking about whether or not they want to get involved in NCBA and possibly join up? So I always have said this for years now, and people really have a hard time believing it, but it's a 100% true. If you come to Washington, D.C. and show up, be engaged, you can make a difference. One person showing up in the offices and delivering messages can truly make a difference. You know, Kevin, in the past, we've talked with producers about the diversification they do in their operations. It sound like, sounds like you have a very creative one with the vineyards. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so at Central Coast of California is a very very high quality spot for wine grapes. Paso Robles area ranks up there with Napa and Sonoma in California. And so we needed to diversify uh, with uh, more droughts coming throughout the years in California. And having to cut back on cattle, I wanted to diversify into a a crop that could produce some revenue and wine grapes seems to be a natural fit. You know, in terms of other activities, I know you and your wife are both involved in the Honor Flight Program, which is a lot of service to veterans. Tell us more about that program and some of the incredible opportunities you've had to bring veterans here to Washington. Yeah, I'll give my wife, June, 100% credit for that. She's on the board of directors for Central Coast California Honor Flight. There's about 130 of 
of those groups across the U.S. And so several times a year, uh, now it's big enough to where they're chartering an airplane uh, twice a year. Uh, the first part of October, they'll be back here with 100 veterans on the charter flight and uh, close to 100 guardians with each vet. And so 200 people, uh, they'll bring back and go through all the monuments in Washington, D.C., honoring uh, veterans. And then they'll uh, go to places like uh, Annapolis to the Naval Academy and Fort McHenry, for example. And so it's a trip of a lifetime. All expenses paid for the veterans, and it's uh, something that's really special. You know, I know in a previous Honor flight, we actually had a couple of cattle industry uh, alums on that trip, two past presidents of NCBA. What was that trip like? It was a wonderful trip. I was a guardian to a past NCBA and NCA president, John Lacey from California. John was a Marine. And then Jerry Bone, who's in the Army as an officer. Uh, So there was Jerry and John and I on the trip for three days, and it was really a special event. Well, Kevin, thanks so much for sharing some perspective from your operation, and thanks for being with us today. Great talking to you, Hunter. Thank you. This has been another episode of Beltway Beef. Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.